This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. And welcome to the Friday edition of Unequal Sequel Extra. Welcome all. How are you? What, what, me or the or the people listening? <laughs> I did just realise that the people listening can't answer me. So how are you, Rich? I, I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. Uh, did you notice I didn't even? I went full on extra then, and you didn't even say a thing. No, because I I turned the screen off because now you make me laugh when I'm trying to say the. English. Damn it! That's the fun part. <laughs> For you it is, but making me laugh. <laughs> I'm good. I've watched loads of movies the last couple of days, and I'm really happy about it. What have you watched? You can tell me a quick rundown. I've watched 12 Angry Men. I have watched that the Timothy Chalamet one, the, um, the uh, Call Me By Your Name, and I've watched the, the movie we're going to talk about today, which is Eternals. Brilliant. I mean, absolutely stretching <laughs> the, the, the concept of this podcast. Because no, this no, 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 no. isn't really a sequel in any sense, is it? Come on. It is, because it's the MCU. We know, we, we celebrate and review franchises as well. And this definitely falls under that umbrella. They mentioned Thanos. They do. And the, they mention Thanos. So, I think, I, I mean, Shang-Chi was pushing it, but at least that had characters that appeared in other films. <laughs> this hasn't even got any characters from other movies in it. So, you know... <laughs> I mean, they mentioned four and Iron Man and Captain America. So they do, they do. They mention the Avengers. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you know what's coming. It's my Rich. Can you do the plot of the Eternals, please, or Eternals? Oh man, can I do the plot of the Eternals? With, or sorry, just Eternals without doing the Eternals. Yeah. Without spoilers is the hard part because I, I yep. don't know how we're going to review this without spoilers because they're everywhere. Essentially, the Eternals are a group of. Immortal Eternals. Immortal superheroes sent aliens? to Earth. Well, yeah, aliens, yes, I guess aliens sent to Earth to aid humanity in its development and to fight things called deviants who are yeah. who are on the planet for some reason and to they are there to fight off the deviants and to make sure that essentially humans thrive. That is the general plot. They are sent there by a big, really, really big, omnipotent presence called a sentiel. Yeah, and yeah, it's fun. 
and Salma Hayek is their leader, who is called Ajax, not Ajax. <laughs> Great cast, by the way. Really, really good cast. So if Salma Hayek is Ajax rather than Ajax, who a, mm. a lot of the names of the cast are names you will know from Greek, Greek and Roman mythology or from other mythologies, ancient mythologies, because obviously they've been on Earth for time memorial. So... Um, so yeah, we have Ajax Samahayek, who's the kind of the leader. We have Richard Madden, who plays Icarus, who's kind of the the strongest of all the Eternals. We have Gemma Chan, who is as close to a lead of this movie as you could be, I guess, with an ensemble movie like this. She plays Cersei, um, who has the power to turn stuff into other stuff, <laughs> into butterflies. Yeah, she turns yeah, yeah. a bus into petals. Like you know, why not? <laughs> Um, Angelina Jolie as Thena, not Athena, which is very clear. Um, but Thena, yeah. we have um, Kamal Nan- Nanjiani. Is it Nanjiani? Um, you are nailing And this. he plays Kingo. Um, we have my personal favourite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Um, and Mardong Suk as Gil- Gilgamesh. And I like those two because I quite like a fully figured man as a superhero. Why not? You know, <laughs> makes me feel like I could be an Avenger. Um, you definitely could, man. Uh, we got. I mean, I, I would love to be an Avenger who's you know a, a superhero whose power was that I can punch super hard. I'm definitely in Gilgamesh territory, and he makes a mean pie. You know, what a dude. <laughs> Uh, we've got um, Lauren Lauren Ridloff from uh, from Walking Dead, um, who is a deaf actor, and she plays Makari. Oh, Barry Barry Keohan, um, who is Druig, and Leah McHugh, who plays Sprite. And I I had to look up if Leah McHugh was related to Greg McHugh. If you don't know who Greg McHugh is, just go and Google him. He's he's very very funny and i think is she no she's not no no he's very scottish and she's very american um Ah. and i think that's it for the main eternals and you've got not a very large supporting cast but you've got harish patel who plays uh kingo's valet um who if you've seen run fat boy run is very essentially almost the sort of same character as in run fat boy run basically um and yeah and i'm not that's that's kind of that's kind of it, really, for the main, the main cast. Without me, oh, Kit, I've Kit, forgotten Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, who plays Dane Whitman, who is uh, Cersei's boyfriend in a weird, definitely boyfriend, yeah, in a weird way, uh, because Richard Madden as Icarus is her ex boyfriend, ex husband potentially, and they were together for like five thousand years. So, yeah, you know, Kit Harrington very much a new relationship. <laughs> We should. Um, we normally talk about the, when we talk about sequels, the previous one. So, like you said, Eternals is the first of Eternal film, yeah. but it does sit within the MCU, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's set, I would say, well, I'd about to say set now, but it also has many rollbacks to. Yeah, I mean the main the main action moments. of the film happens now, but the film starts in like Mesopotamia in like AD. 3000, uh, not eight, the D- BC 3000, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of, yeah, what, like 5,000 years ago or so, something like that. 
So yeah, it's it obviously goes through a lot of history, <laughs> a lot of yeah. very quickly. <laughs> and this is set after after the events of after Thanos the events of the Endgame. snap, and then Endgame the snap. and Thanos being defeated. I think we can say this because they they do have a conversation about who's going to lead the Avengers now. Um, so we know that yeah. it's happened after after Endgame. Um, because I see Richard Madden jokes. Oh well, I could lead them, but that's in the. Uh, that's not a spoiler because that's in the trailer. Yeah. First question okay. Rich, is how well do you think this sits in the MCU? Uh, I mean, it, it it's kicking off a new th- bit of the MCU, isn't it? So yeah does it does it do a good job in that? Do you reckon? Because it's it's directed by um, it's directed by Chloe Zhao. I want to say that her name. Am I getting anywhere close? I think her? so. I think you're right. I think you're, you're pretty much there, aren't you? It's Chloe Zhao. And yes. Yeah. Who famous for what Nomadland, I think. I don't know of anything. Just else. coming off the back of winning an Oscar. Yeah. So this is their first Yeah. You know. I mean let's let I'm not one of the people who thinks that there are a lot of people online talking about Eternals movie like it's the worst Avengers movie, like the worst MCU movie ever. Like there's lot it's not a lot of comic book guys out there, it's like worst Marvel movie ever. It's not. It isn't. And people that tell you that are talking shite because this is no. This is not a Thor Dark World, you know, and it is not a, a Age of Ultron, which is just intelligible nonsense, you know. This is not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, but it's not a bad mm. movie. But it doesn't feel like an Oscar winner's movie, you know. It doesn't feel like a, a movie that an Oscar winning director would make. And whether that's because there has been studio interference and I think there probably is or there probably has been but it feels very much like a Marvel movie and I think what this proves is that it doesn't matter who directs Marvel movies unless maybe you're Taika Wakiki and you can you have such a unique style that it's going to come through yeah but if you know a Marvel movie is going to be a Marvel movie you could ask a tree to direct a Marvel movie and it would still be a Marvel movie you know that it's almost like the franchise is stronger than the director. Um, you have to dance to the beat of their drum. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think the whole fuss about it being an Oscar and a director is probably is is what has made pe- made people react badly because they've gone into mm. it thinking this is going to be really different, and it isn't really different. It is quite marvelish. <laughs> to be fair to those people. That are saying that that is the way Marvel have been trying to sell. Yeah, it. that's so poorly. Th- they're not helping themselves. No, no, absolutely. They if they really wanted something different, they they failed because it is it is a very much a Marvel movie. However, having said that, it does feel moodier and it does feel more realistic. Yeah, I agree with that. It doesn't feel as bright as a lot of Marvel movies. And I watched it on IMAX yeah, on a that. nice big screen. I think the the CGI is muddled and confusing. I think the the deviants, which appear to be made out of in leftover industrial cables, like are odd, <laughs> like, <laughs> and and yeah, hard to follow. It, hard to follow in the same way that the live action Transformers, tra- like robots, were hard Jesus. to follow. Not that not that they're not that they're bad or they're they're badly animated. They just look a bit confusing and messy on screen, and mm. and I, f- I found that quite difficult. But they also, I mean, one of them evolves like a Pokemon, like it literally like changes before your very eyes, kind of thing. And there's a whole the whole running running theme about the divergence 
evolving, but yeah, this yeah. guy doesn't evolve over. They don't evolve over centuries. They evolve like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like a Pokemon, basically, mm. which is strange. And yeah, I think that I kind of get the why the, the Eternals are strange. Like all of them are. I think a lot of the complaints about the movie are that the 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 characters the Eternals play are weird. They're not particularly heroic necessarily. They're not. They speak in in a strange, in slightly strange ways. They almost seem disinterested in some ways in a lot of the stuff of the world, maybe. And I think that's probably not right. You know, if you've lived, if you're six, seven thousand years old, you're, you know, you're gonna be a bit weird. <laughs> like it's not. You've seen a lot, and maybe you would be quieter. Maybe you would speak less. Maybe you would be a bit more dour potentially well you, you you can't you can't show that you you're eternal and you live forever yeah you, you know, that you're immortal which means you, it's very hard to form meaningful relationships outside of your group of eternals um exactly which is explored in the movie hmm. but yeah and there's a lot of people saying like angelina jolie is a bit wasted which i kind of agree with i mean it's i think i've read a review that said like the director forgets that angelina jolie's in this movie and I think that's a bit harsh. I think you know. I think they could make a whole TV show about Athena. I think she's. I think when she's on screen, she's great. When she's on screen, she's she is fantastic. And her relationship with Gilgamesh is is yeah. I'd watch a whole movie that. And I think that's kind of the problem is that this movie is far too long. It feels far too long. It, I, I had to I had to nip out to go for a wee, which is something I hate doing at the cinema. I absolutely try and avoid it at all costs. <laughs> But I had to because this film was just. And I too bet you long. didn't miss anything, did you? I did. I don't. I don't think so. No, I certainly didn't come back and go. Oh, I don't know where I am. Um, but at the same time, it also doesn't feel long enough because I don't. It feels like the movie is far too long, but it also feels like we don't get enough of the things that are important. Like we don't understand enough about about Gilgamesh and Thena's relationship. We don't understand enough yeah. about. What the you know about sprites and about Icarus and about Circe and where the fuck Icarus has been for two thousand years? By the way, I don't think it's two thousand. I think it's two hundred. But still, he's just been on. He's just been in South Dakota. Either way, he's he's been gone for a but long there's, time. There's characters turn up and they see each other after a while, and you think, how has that happened? Why have they? Why are they like that together? I'm trying not to be spoilers. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I think yeah. I think the pacing's wrong. I think. The first, I really enjoyed the second. Was it two and a half hours, Rich? How long is this? Yeah, but a bit more than that. Is it? A bit more, yeah. I think two four two four. I liked I the last hour. I thought, I thought the first hour was hard going, um, especially the yeah. getting the band back together kind of sequences. You know, and I knew it was going to be that. Did you? I so didn't, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of thought it was going to be that kind of, you know, collecting your, your mood. I didn't. I quite liked the first what half an hour or so where they explained about how they've helped all the different yeah, civilizations and stuff, and then I lost it a little bit when they split mm-hmm. up and like 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 you say like the band coming back together again like that's they split up and then get back together. I hope it's not a no no that's fine it shouldn't be. And then you're right like the last bit like the last fights and the revelations and stuff. I kind it's of enjoyable back into it then. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Anytime fitness is for real people with real fitness goals. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us aren't training for marathons or half marathons or even half half marathons. Only time most of us are running at all is if we're trying to make a connecting flight. Wouldn't have been late if we didn't stop to buy a headphone dongle. Point is, you got to be ready. You do not want to deal with rebooking. Anytime Fitness, where real people help you make real progress. Join today and get a plan for training, nutrition, and recovery. I enjoyed this movie. I don't, I don't, I don't see what people are hating on it so much. Right. You know? Well, let like, me throw a few things at you and see how you think it. Okay. Pacing. Well, yes, we've talked about the pacing, and I get that. I understand that. It's a long movie. Some of it feels a bit draggy, and also some of it feels like we could have we could have had more. Yeah. You know, that's I and that's my major gripe. You got any gripes with the cast at all? No, I don't think so. I've got a problem. I quite and like it. It's quite harsh saying it. Yeah. I think Gemma Chan oh, this is horrible. I don't know if I'm gonna put it in. I don't think she's as strong as everyone else. I think she struggles to carry that film. I think that is harsh. And I think Gemma Chan is. Pl- I think Gemma Chan is a good choice for this because I think she is quite. She's she's come from what humans essentially, where she plays a robot, you know, who is who mm. looks like a human, and again it, a similar character of Cersei in this is that she is a seven thousand year old being who has seen the whole of humanity's existence and is somehow trying to integrate herself into that. And to me, I feel like that's a kind of. I found her so dull. So dumb. really, I think you're supposed to. I think she's supposed to be a bit dumb. when you've got other characters you know, that I think that's so large, like uh, Kingo Canal's um, character, and you've got yeah, but they can't all be like Kingo. I if think, every yeah, no, but like Kingo, it's not even it's, it's fucking it's unbearable. Not even what they say like Athena, like <laughs> Angelina Jolie doesn't say much, but she has this like quality when she's on screen that you're like, okay, I now I'm watching you like next level kind of thing. I I mm. I, I think she's great, Jimmy Chan. I just think when she, maybe it's the bits she's in are not strong. She doesn't get to do anything. I, I mean, I disagree. I think she's actually quite good. I, she's important to the story. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. She's the one, one up. That and old Drewgig, what his name is. Old Barry. Oh, Barry, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, I, I didn't get him, I have to say. Yeah, but I don't, again, I don't think that's him. I think it's the character. Is that I don't really get where those that character's anger comes from. That it needed more explanation, and a bit more flushing out. Yeah, and I, I can't, I can't talk, say a bit more without spoiling mm. it. Really, we're doing a good job so far. Keep it up, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, I've tried. I've really tried hard. Because, guys, this is a hard <laughs> film not to read their room. Like, everything that happens is pretty much a spoiler, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, like, that's true. There's so many yeah, like, there are lots oh, my of God, spoilers. this is a revelation. There's a revelation here. Like, every 10 minutes, there's a new revelation of something that kicks the story on. Yeah. There's one scene. It's the fight in, I think it's Druig's um, forest. Yeah. And in, yeah. in the screen okay. I was in, I could barely see what was going on. It was like mm. a creative choice, like, oh, I've, like the Revenant, I'm going to film this in natural daylight. Natural and light. I just yeah. couldn't tell. Like, they filmed it at a dusk. It looked like all dawn. One of, the, one of the two when there's barely any lights. Golden hour kind of time, yeah. Yeah. We're going to make, the, we're gonna oh, make this arty. Yeah. But leagues let me see it. But you said the IMAX screening you were in, so I didn't see IMAX, you saw an IMAX. That wasn't a problem. So maybe it's it's okay on a... No, I, I don't remember having that problem. And I'm quite sensitive to that because that's the thing I hate the most about like Yeah, it, it reminded, it reminded two, me of Alien vs. Predator. I was like, <laughs> oh, I just wish I'd love to see what's going on right now. I bet it's great because it sounds great. Yeah. I don't, rem- I don't remember feeling that, that I couldn't see what was going on. So yeah, maybe in IMAX it was a different different kettle of fish and maybe once this comes to disney plus which will in, it will inevitably do very soon yeah. i should think then i'll watch it on a small screen and and probably agree with you i, I didn't get that so yeah go and watch it in imax if you can people <laughs> a lot of it looks quite nice it's lovely looking it really is a lovely looking film i like the world it's building i think when I, when you watched it you thought oh, i didn't enjoy it and i did enjoy it i definitely enjoyed it but like you said I don't think I did. I didn't think that you didn't enjoy it. I didn't think you thought I would enjoy it. If that makes sense, <laughs> because when we were talking, you were like, oh, "I'm really interested to see what you're going to say about this." <laughs> I think it's quite a diverse film. I I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but I do think that I do think it's hard to because these the the characters of the Eternals, uh, their relationships with each other are strange, mm. and they are strange characters. I almost feel like that kind of has unsettled people quite a bit watching it. Like Richard Madden's Icarus, I found very cold and very kind of unlikable. And and I think that kind of coldness runs through a lot of the the Eternals characters. Normally Marvel colours, uh, movies are quite colourful. The palette yes, they use, quite, yeah. you know, the reds, blues, the greens. This palette mm. is a lot darker. Absolutely. A lot more yeah. muted. And I think that's deliberate. Do you think it's designed for a more of an adult audience, like, or are they aiming for the Marvel audience? See, I would say that, but I had like a couple of thirteen, fourteen-year-old kids like sat next to me in the mm. cinema, and they were loving it, absolutely loving it, like whooping and going, <gasps> and like, oh my god, oh my god, that looks so good, and like they were, they were really. Oh, that's into good. This. And so maybe that's the market. Because I thought they were trying to market this towards a, more of an adult themed. You got the sex scene in here. Well, yes, but without spoilers, it ain't sexy. So yeah, I think I think maybe it would appeal to to kids. I can actually. I'm not sure if it appealed to like little mm. kids. I'm not sure if like uh, George would watch it. You can't no, sell not. action figures off this, can you? Not the cost costumes. You're not going to go into the Disney store tomorrow, are you, and pick up a. You know, a Nicarus No, suit, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. I think they're too complex characters to to appeal to to younger children. I think early teens and older older than that. I think 
It is a 12A, so that's what it should be oh, good. aiming for anyway, I suppose. But I think the characters are quite complex and nuanced, and they are not superheroes necessarily. They're not action man superheroes. I'll They're not you know, what we're used to from the MCU. They're definitely more complex than that. They almost have to be cajoled into helping. You know, because they they're not humans, and they're not they're just kind of here to do a job. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of their. You know, they've got a mission, and that's what they're here to do. And I think you know, that's that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's they have a love for each other that they don't necessarily that that comes through that bond they have with each other is the strongest bit. And I think you know. Kingo is probably the most relatable. He's the one, most fun, and he's the one that kind of likes. He, well, he he's the one that likes people the most. That is true. I would say he's the one who likes humans the most, and so that's what makes him the most relatable one. But essentially, these these Eternals are gods. They're what we would describe as yeah. gods, and so they should be different to people. You know, they are otherworldly. Are you looking forward to more of them? I'm I'm kind of interested. I'm intrigued aren't as I? to intrigued. where they're going to go with this franchise, with this bit of the franchise, and how it's going to link up with other bits of the franchise, and what characters we're gonna we're gonna like run into. How how it's going to expand the Marvel mm. universe because this is like the start of like Phase Two, isn't it? Well, it's almost, we're Phase it's like Five the, or something now. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking of comic books. So we feel like we've done the golden age of comics. And we're now entering the kind of the the well maybe the silver age or something I don't know but we're entering a different age of the comic books which is I don't know I don't know I know a lot less so I'm not going to be going into these movies with the preconceptions that I have of like a an Iron Man movie yeah, or a yeah. Spider Man movie where you know I've read a lot of comic books about them I'm going into this one going I don't know a lot about these characters if anything like I'm. You know, after the movie, I had to Google a couple of characters to know a bit more about them. So we should you know, say there are two credit stings. There are. Um, we won't spoil them. They're interesting. Yeah, make sure you stay to the end of the credits. That's important. Yeah, and then you can Google what the fuck's um, going on afterwards. <laughs> you can Google and go, "What yeah, was that?" Like everyone else. <laughs> Rich, two questions and two questions only. Is it an unequal sequel? And two, the rating. Let's do it. I mean, I'm not... It's hard to do an unequal sequel question, isn't it? Because... what? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because what's it a sequel to? I'm sorry, we pushed we pushed it too hard. Because what? what's the last what's the last Marvel movie? Shang-Chi? This has got nothing to do yeah, with it. It's whatsoever. a different tone, isn't it? It's completely different. <laughs> completely different. Completely different. So I guess unequal. Because it's not like... It's not like any other MCU movie, but also at the same time, just like every other MCU movie. It's a movie. really weird balance. Like it's, it is weird. It is hard. And, yeah... And I guess that's... I, I think that's probably why there's so mixed reviews on it. Because, yeah, it's, it's Marmite. Was, yeah. Well, no, do I don't reckon? think it is Marmite. I think it's... No, I don't think it's a love it or hate it. I think it's people all go come out and go, I love bits of it. Do you reckon it's a grower then? I think it probably will be. It felt like very much a first movie in a big, long... I think the more you watch it, you get more out of it. I, I think, think so. And I think we would... I think all the people saying it's the worst Marvel movie ever just need to, yeah, just need to grow up a little. I think they're just not right. And, yeah, that's just, yeah, it's just wrong. That's cool. Out of seven? Out of seven. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. It is. This is really tough. It's really tough because I genuinely don't think it's that bad. Don't give it a low score. I also don't think it's that good. Give it in the middle, then. it, It has... 
It has made well no, because I think it's better than the middle. I think it's better than the middle. Four and a half. I'm not going that high. I think four. Okay. I think it's I a think four. I agree with you. I was trying to, you know, help you out there, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's a four as well. And the reason I think it's a four is because I actually think it's a decent movie in there, and it's just got messy bits around it. Like, and probably things the director had nothing to do mm. with, like the CGI, and you know, I think probably bits that got dropped in after the director had finished their job. And, you know, that that felt a bit... But actually, I think there's a decent movie in there. And like you say, I think on second watch, it'll improve. Would you recommend for someone to go and see it? If you someone said, oh, I'm going to see it tomorrow, what shall I watch? I would say go and see it if you don't mind a long movie mm-hmm. and if you can get to an IMAX yeah. because that is the best way to see this movie. And also don't have a drink for about three hours beforehand. Because you will need to wee. <laughs> yeah. I made it all the way through, Rich. I'm not showing off my bladder was, but fine. Well, you know, I'm I'm older than you. Oh, what I would say is that also if you've got younger teenagers, take them to see it because they'll enjoy it. Yeah. I think. I agree. Well done. I think we absolutely smashed that because we gave away nothing. Woo! <laughs> And now to the fun part that everyone loves, us trying to sell ourselves. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, we will be, what, three days away from Series 2 starting? So make sure, when you're listening to this on Friday, make sure you're subscribed to Unequal Sequel because our first interview episode will start, will come on Monday morning. Ready for your commute. It'll be glorious and it's a bumper one it's super long for us like we we do not generally have episodes over an hour and this is a bumper we definitely don't have episodes over an hour and a half and this one no we never do and this one definitely is it's (laughs) worth it but it's so good oh yeah it's so good so make sure you subscribe give us a little like give us a little click give us a rating if you want to write us a little review, that would be lovely. Please give us a five-star review. It would be delightful to if get If you haven't that. got an Apple phone, grab someone who has an Apple phone and just iTunes. That's a good idea. Even if you think we're a four-star podcast, not a five-star Ignore the one, four. we'll take it. No, no, I want the five. <laughs> just go five. What harm is it? <laughs> Also, you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram at Unequal Sequel. Uh, we are on Twitter at Unequal Sequel. And we have an email address, which is unequalsequel@hotmail.com. Yeah. And I got it right again. And I knew I was going to get it right this time. Also, you can find... We're going to be popping up on a few little other podcasts too. So, yeah. Hopefully, we'll, we'll find us on some other podcasts. We're going to be on... What are we going to be on, Dave? We're going to be on... Well, don't tell them. Hardcore oh, listings. Yeah, yeah. Why not? We can tell people because then they can they can keep an eye out, can't they? So we're going to be on Hardcore Listings with Chris and Stu, which is one of one of my favourite podcasts, and I'm so excited, so excited. Like, <laughs> you know that the uh, you know the bit in Despicable Me where she's like, "It's so fluffy, I'm going to die," and I'm like, "I'm so excited, I'm going to die." Going to be on Hardcore Listings. You see his face, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> We're going to be on the on the Pod, Pod, Pod Bible podcast, and hopefully in the Pod Bible magazine yeah. again. So keep an eye out for that. I think we're going on Fundamentals as well. Maybe I believe too. so. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be on loads of different podcasts. <laughs> so keep an ear out. You can hear our stupid views about yeah. movies in other places, not just this one. 
Cool. Well done. Well done. Uh, I've got nothing else to say, so that's a thank you from me and bye-bye from him. <laughs> do you want to do that bit again? That's a thank you from me and a bye-bye from him. Don't you want to say goodbye too, Dave, though? I'll say bye as well. <laughs> bye-bye from me and a bye-bye from him. Bye! Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>